Now punch yourself. Hello, this is Lady Pussy. Is this a lot of Coleman exhibit? Maybe not. Is this a lot of Coleman exhibit? Is this a lot of Coleman exhibit? Is someone listening to the show as as we're t- is, is someone have their speakers up or something? Hello. Is this the Ronald Coleman exhibit? Um, that was a good start. Yeah, show. well, we we Steve's over here, and we're trying to do the speakerphone thing, to where we both uh, could could just use the laptop. <laughs> First of all, Steve said something inappropriate, and then uh. I just started repeating my the same sentence over and over again, and sure enough, we had issues. And all I did was talk about Ronald Coleman. I don't know. Who's Ronald Coleman? Ronald Coleman is the uh, the proprietor of Ronald Coleman Enterprises. Star of Prisoner of Zenda, 1937. Pretty good, huh? This is a great show. How are you, Justin? Father of Gary? <laughs> yeah. How are you, sir? Been better. How about you? You've been sick as you've been sick as a drought. Yeah, when you have your kid in daycare, she brings home everything. You sure that's the reason? Does that have anything to do with that uh, David Hasselhoff vampire film you were telling me about? It wasn't a vampire film. It was a Jack the Ripper, Ghost of Jack the Ripper film. All right, David Hasselhoff versus Jack the Ripper. Yeah, the ghost, right? The Ghost of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Oh, the Ghost. Yeah, what happens in this movie, it's called The Terror of London Bridge. <laughs> you, you want to talk about this, Nick? Do I have really, it okay? Hey, we always talk about recent films or films we've seen recently. And well, it's from the, the, count- the TV film. It's called The Terror of London, London Bridge. And um, <laughs> they're, they're touring the London Bridge around the country, I guess, and it settles into a small town, I don't know where, maybe in California, where David Hasselhoff is now working for the police department. He has been kicked off the force in Chicago, I believe, because he, because he shot a kid. Where's the problem? That was holding a, um, I, th- I believe that he said in his flashback, and the flashback sequence, I think the kid was holding like a stapler or something. Um, so anyway, he goes to this town and then, you know, you know he's, his ego's a little bit, he's sad and his ego's a little bit out of control. And then women started get, getting murdered in, in Jack the Ripper fashion, including Adrian Barbeau. And he decides, he's kind of a joke already on the police force, and when he says, suggests that maybe this is the ghost of Jack the Ripper that's doing the murdering. Well, you Are can they imagine, all whores? You can imagine that uh, does they, not go over well with his new um, yeah. employer. Are they all whores? He has to take him to the street himself on suspension to track down this ghostly killer. You're David Hasselhoff stars in Terror of London Bridge. Your immune system's queer. That's bad. Your kid brings back. Well, you, you, should, you shouldn't accept everything your daughter brings. She is, man. She was, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she comes home, she's all right, but she's carrying it somehow. And my wife gets sick as well. 
It was rough. Oh, that's, what happens when you, that's what happens when you have the, the Sunday night family get together and watch society. It was rough. So anyway, I don't understand. I don't understand it. But uh, I'm glad you're feeling a little better now because that's uh-huh. all that really matters. And uh, let's introduce ourselves to the show here. I'm Nick Nziata. You're a privy to Chud.com's fabulous live podcast with no technical difficulties ever. Uh, we have Steve Murphy. Gentlemen. Yep. <coughs> feminine gentleman and Mr. Justin Waddell. The haunted Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we're here. We're here to have a, a relaxing, um, not very movie-centric discussion. I think today we're going to relax, have some fun. On the wake of Comic-Con, everybody's probably tapped out when it comes to just in-your-face, like movie news and big reveals and all this nonsense. I would, so I would have liked to hear from... So Devin, who would have told us about Comic-Con, he's not coming on tonight, obviously. No, but, you know, I think what's good is... Um, I think what we might do is have a special Comic-Con post-mortem, maybe Friday um, or maybe Sunday night with Devin, mm-hmm. which you're all obviously invited to. Um, and, then, and then, you know, then we'll handle all that. But I think what we really need to do is we took a week off via necessity because the Chud was hit with a little bit of trouble, and then, um, and then just have some fun today. Just relax, have a nice, you know, discussion and uh, maybe bring a few callers on, and then we'll hit the hardcore back next week. Because, I mean, if you've noticed, the podcast thus far has been very informative, very deeply researched, and very rewarding for the listeners. Yeah, well, I was talking about that David Hasselhoff TV movie. <laughs> Terror of London Bridge. And it's, uh, what year was that again, then? I think it was like 87 or 85, it's, or maybe even earlier, 84. It's, it really? co-starred the, the woman, I don't know if you remember the great show, Hunter. I know Fred Decker? Yeah, record his his honey on that show. Whoa! Hello. Sorry about that, guys. I'm trying, I'm trying to get the um, the message boards to work, and it's not. It keeps uh, jumping me off. That's yeah, fine. Uh, um, but yeah, so she was on it. Hunter's partner, Meredith Salinger. No, Meredith Salinger, I believe, was the journey of Natty Gann. Am I wrong? I don't know. I work here. Um. She was at Comic Con actually signing um, signing autographs. Uh, Devin mentioned her in a video piece. Yeah, of course, of course she was there. What else is she going to do? Daughter of JD. What I'm wondering is where's Scott Paulin? Who's that? He played the Red Skull in that Captain America movie. That's right, and um, Captain America is played by Matt Salinger, correct? Yes, that's why I made the transition. And that is true. He's truly the son of J.D. Salinger. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, That's fucked. And, like his father, went into deep hiding. Yeah. But unlike his what? father, not on purpose. Yeah. He went, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a Gary Busey somewhere, hiding. <laughs> but, did, I ever uh, tell you, did I ever tell you about my uh, elementary school? No, Justin, you did not. Now sounds like the time. Carrie Busey. Carrie Busey Elementary is where I went. Really? Yes. Did you ride to school, Busey? <laughs> Mother of Gary. <laughs> I don't think so. I went to elementary school with Gary Busey. <laughs> You're old, but not that old. <laughs> so, great. so, so, Justin, have you seen anything? You, I guess you haven't seen anything in the theaters. Well, I keep trying to go to movies with you, and then we keep, keep that doesn't yeah. work. 
Do you want to go see? Do you want to see funny people Thursday night late? I got a uh, concert that I'm going to on tomorrow night. I'm sure it's crap. I would like to go, but I have that to attend. Um, Probably a crappy concert, though. It is not a crappy concert. Please um, tell us who it is. Well, it's all the they're having. Um, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. No. Willie Nelson. Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding. All together again. Yes. No. And actually, I think you'd like this. They have been. Which touring, They have been touring, um, and they're not doing it here, but they've been touring uh, minor league baseball. Because that's where they've been playing. Okay. Okay. Let's let's recap. We got a legend in Bob Dylan. Correct. A legend in Willie Nelson. Correct. And and John Cougar. And. And uh, excuse me, John Mellencamp. He uh, he got rid of Cougar for a long time ago. Cause he died. Cause he cause he didn't exceed the hard deck when he went up against Iceman. Old old JC. No, it's JM. John Mellencamp. That is a great name. That is a great name. Kind of gone to waste. I'm not saying that he doesn't have some good songs, and I won't be dancing to R.O.C.K. in the U.S.A. But. Um, Mellencamp, that's a great name to have. I would love that. Nick Mellencamp or Justin Mellencamp. That's like that that's like that movie that's coming up. It's what? Jimmy Page. That's another great oh well never mind, he's not a great guitarist. And Jack and then White. Jack White. Yeah. I like Jack White, but to see him like lumped up with like people that have been doing it and you know, for ages just gets, that's how that's how I feel about Mr. Mellencamp. Like, but they must have done like a generational thing, because you got Page who's Super old. You got the Edge, who's on the edge of old, and you got there. Jack White, who was. That reminds me of that director's, the inside the director's studio thing, where it's uh, Scorsese and Coppola and DJ Caruso. Yeah, uh, uh, Gray on the board just he just said it was called "It Might Get Loud." That's, that's true. That's the, that's the name of the movie. I find it very hard to believe that Gray is instantly there to drop the name of anything. Oh, he fucked it up. He said, he said it might be, this might be loud. Or this might get loud. But no, Gray is like the bastion of knowledge. When wait, it comes wait, he to changed it again. He <laughs> says it's called, it might, it might get Connor McLeod. Come on. Am I the only one that's laughing at my, the worst joke? Steve, tell us, uh, we're going to segue into the first true segment of the show where we discuss another uh, film. Uh, Steve went and saw Harry Potter. What? Steve saw Harry. Why? You, have you seen the other ones? Yeah, I've seen the other ones. And the only one I've liked is the third one. You don't like Steve this brought one? A, Steve brought a tissue and a jar of Vaseline, and when he went into Harry Potter, said, be careful, it might get loud. That's right, it might get loud, and I'm going to hurt these things tonight. So, <laughs> you didn't read the books, right? So, you're not a fan of the book? No, I didn't read. No, I, no I've never read the book. I've never even read like the, the insert jacket of the book. I don't, no, I've seen the films, and of all the... All, what, six films, well, five, well, six now in it. Anyway, of all of them, it's the third one's my favorite by far. Yeah. Azkaban. Which yeah. Is hardly a... So you, a, you thought the new Harry Potter, which is widely well-received, you get yeah. used to it a mediocre rating. Well, I mean, it, I just, I don't really care anything about the character, so it's obviously not aimed at me, is it? And it's seen nothing happen in the film. It's just like a, a giant transition film. It's a prop up to the, the seventh film or are the seven, the next two films, because they're splitting up the last book, I hear. They are splitting it up, but I imagine something... Cutting-edge news here. Yeah, thank you very much. 
imagine I just, things do go down in this movie because a big thing yeah. happens in it. A and, big uh, to-do happens. The big to-do is I woke up at the end. <laughs> Time to go home. But then you you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad, though, because for some reason I thought it was going to just dominate and dominate, like, by itself. And it looks like people, you know, they saw it and it's doing very well, but it, it didn't completely dominate. And now, it's, you know, there's, the money's being spread around. Yeah, I mean, thank God that G-Force can get some of that cash. Hell yeah. G-Force is, well, it's better than Harry Potter. I mean, let's face it. Same storyline. Yep. So, um, yeah, I didn't see it. I, I meant to go see it, and then everybody I knew that I'd go see it with actually went to see it without me. I didn't get Because you were sick. No, I was just before I was sick, actually. A little coffee man. Invite, you know? It's always about you and your illnesses. <laughs> yeah. That's all we talk about in these shows. So, um, I feel Nick, bad, Justin. Nick wouldn't go. I wish, Nick I, I, wish I can hug you and make you feel better. You have a bad case of inside. <laughs> yeah. Not so he's our Harry Potter, and that's terrific. I'm glad he did. And otherwise, I, I think we've all kind of been kind of been scarce at the multiplex. Well, then let's have a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a formality. We can pretend that we saw shit. Let's just pretend, you know. Well, no, I, I think I think we should talk about um, let's talk about how badass that Tron trailer is. Yeah, I like. Did you, you are you serious? I can't tell. If I you love should. it. Yeah, yeah, it I looks love it. good. Looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it looks like a lot of fun. I think it, it looks, looks great. I didn't find myself giggling. Just I was like, jumping up and down with glee. What are they calling it? Tron what? What's the Legends. Tron Legacy. Legacy. Is it Legacy or Legend? Oh, wait, Legacy. I'm sure Gray will correct you. Tron, it might get loud. <laughs> Tron Jeremy? <laughs> Quam legacy. I'd see but, that one. No, it's just good to see Bridges in there and you know reprising his role. He, I don't think he's he's never done a sequel, and I don't think he'll be doing an Iron Man sequel. Yeah. It's good to see Bridges in it, and it's also good to see young Bridges. In Is that it. true that he's never done a sequel? I don't think so. It's hard to say. He's been he's been um, he's been around for about fifty years in the biz. No, nope, I don't think, I don't think he's. Well, I, hold on. I thought White Squall was a sequel to was it uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? No. No. I think I think he could. I mean, he's got he's got a few movies that would be greatly appreciated with sequels, like Lebowski or Cutter's Way. I love Cutter's Way. What's his face is really good in that movie, John Hurt. He is good, and that book is excellent. If anybody wants to read a great book, the book it's based on is called is called Cutter and Bone. Sorry, did you say Gutter? No, Cutter and Bone. They changed yeah. the movie to Cutter's Way. And Cutter, actually, John Hurt, John Hurt is Cutter in it. <coughs> Jeff Bridges is Bone. You know what I'm saying? Who's the girl? <sighs> Man, I can't. I don't know. There's two, there's two ladies in it. There's two ladies in it. Some stupid 70s bitch. Man, Jeff Bridges, was he was a handsome man back in the day. Was he not? He still is. He's delicious. He's a golden ray of golden crisp. <laughs> Yeah, just like how many people have had the career? Like, if you think about it, you could count on like one fist the guys that have been able to be relevant for that long, and he's definitely one of them. Quaid's, Quaid's done a pretty good job of it too. Which one, Dennis? Dennis Quaid, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, but I think I think Bridges is like ten times the actor that Dennis Quaid is. Have you seen the GI Joe teaser? 
I'm going to see that movie. I'm dying to see it. Really? I'm very excited. I'm very excited, too. That, that little four minutes of leaked footage, um, it only makes me happier. Well, people are hating on it, and as soon as everybody hated Transformers 2, I figured that G.I. Joe must be, must be good. And now the reviews are saying it's pretty fun. So yeah, I'm I mean, granted, I, I think at the end of, I think, I think uh, we'll know tomorrow what Devin thought of it. Oh, he, really? Is that what he's seeing tonight? I think so. I mean, I don't know if he's allowed to talk about it, but I think that's what he's seeing tonight. Um, Jeff Bridges, man. That guy is, he is solid. He's a good... Guy can grow a beard at will. Is, uh, yeah, but, but he does, how do you, you never know which direction Will's in. And hopefully six feet down. Steve saw a new movie the other day. He's talking about it before the show. Sounds like, a, sounds like Steve's expanding his cultural uh, palette there. Absolutely. Brand new film. A Night at the Opera. Marx Brothers. Hello. <laughs> Was this before he sang um, Hazard Part 1? This is before uh, Connery's character <laughs> refused to send his diary to them. Do you remember that song? It was a murder mystery song, the videos. Yeah. That's a good song. How's it go? Do you remember? No, I don't. I remember his other horrible songs, though. I think he left to buy the water, something like that. God, I got to remember. I think rendition so. there. I'm gonna look Richard it up. Marks. It was so funny because he's like this little guy into this hair. He's like this little tiny dude underneath this ma magnificent hair. He's always trying to sing strong enough for people to notice the little man hiding under the hair. He's always walking you know, out in his video. He's walking out in front of the jukebox, isn't he? He's rocking out. Rocking out to like soft 80s tunes. It was like Kenny, it was Kenny Loggins' fake rocking out. It's like, I'm a badass and, and I know it, but he's the only one who feels that way. I'm, I'm right here waiting on rock. But then, but then, the thing is that he got sued by the porn star Dick Marks. It happens. I think actually it's funny because Richard, Richard Marks has short hair now, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's like, fuck, this is, what, this is me, this is what I am, I, I, sh I need to grow the shit back. What, what's going on with um, this, this uh, movie you're talking about, uh, Night at the Opera? Nothing's going on with it. I just said I'd never seen it, and it was on television the other night, so I recorded it, watched it yesterday morning. Loved it. Awesome. Did you enjoy the slapsticky nature of it? I tell you what, I got it. nearly every single joke destroyed me. Did uh, was Billy Zane in it? Billy Zane was in it. Yes. The Phantom, the Phantom of the Opera. Yes, Billy Zane was in it. He was running around with his little uh, purple outfit, looking looking debonair. Yes, yeah, he was in it. And I like the songs, too. I really like the songs from it, like the Andrew Lloyd Webber songs and the Night, Night at the Phantom of the Opera. This is bullshit. Ben Dr. Tunes. I think it's time to take a caller. All right. I'm looking at the numbers on the old dial there. The one thing I want to make sure at callers uh, pay attention to this phantasm. Um, we're going to be quick. We're not going to have massive ramblings. We don't do that here on the show. We talk about focused, very detailed, and ornate things. So come with your A game. And we're first we're going to go to the caller calling from the 706 area code, who has called us before, but I don't remember who this is. So here we go. Hello? Hello? Who's Hi. Uh, 
uh, this is a, a long time, long time uh, listener, uh, first time caller. Uh, time to hang up. I, I was just going to say, uh, I was a big fan of the original Tron, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new movie. And uh, your points about Jeff Bridges, uh, I give him the advantage over uh, Dennis Quaid because he didn't suffer from anorexia. Well, he did, oh, that, he did that for a great role, though, right? What, what's yeah. your name, caller? Uh, this is uh, just a... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I guess, you know me as Fat Elvis on the boards. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, long time. Sorry, I had a little bit to drink tonight, but... Uh, no, but you're right. He did. He did get. He did lose all the all that weight for inner space. That's how they shot the film. He <laughs> they were able to actually inject him into a body because he was so small. Is that what you're talking about? He had to be double well, I, small. I think I read like a, a magazine short. article. Yeah, I remember yeah, his I read diet. It. His diet for that was shrinking pills. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, you're right. Because Dennis Quaid, I mean, he's he's fine, pills. but he's pretty much one note. But he's good. He's good at that one note he does. But he's uh, not not as much range as Bridges, and can't grow near yeah. the size of the beard. No, do you beard. remember Justin? Do you remember when he lost all that weight so he could be in Far From Heaven? <laughs> oh, Dennis. Yeah. Brother well, Fat Elvis. Fat Elvis. Um, okay. Another thing that Bridges has is his great brothers. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah Bo and Ronaldo. <laughs> Todd Bridges. Randy and, I think there's probably 600 pounds between Randy and Bo. Yeah. They should do like a, they should do like a team up movie, kind of like Joey Travolta did with, uh, um, like, uh, Maxwell Hospital <laughs> Jr. Sloan's brother or whatever. Yeah, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, fuck, I, that's a pitch I need to do. I need to, do, you need to get fucking Randy and Bo. That's a, that already sounds catchy. Randy and Bo, the sitcom, and and it's basically the two guys, and they and they live in an alley. And they're what? They keep hearing. There. Right. They, hear, they keep hearing. They keep hearing shit. And then it turns out that um, Lloyd Bridges is the voice. And you, and then you realize that well, who's then you realize that Daddy Quaid and Lloyd Bridges are the Hold same on. person. That, that's Ronaldo Quaid. That's that's such lone next lone lone wolf McQuaid. Who uh, who's your um? What's your favorite Quaid role? Dennis Quaid role? Fat Elvis. Uh, uh, it's got to be the right stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's like I, I I'm not a big fan of Quaid and and most of his stuff, but in that movie, he was like, you, you got to be a fan for life for that. Well, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do now is I'm going to cross out the right stuff, and then over I'm going to put Enemy Mine. Is that uh, okay with you? Which one? Enemy Mine. Is that okay with you? Uh, oh, man. I'm not a fan of that one at all. I was like uh, a cheesy rip-off of, like, a, a Hell in the Pacific. But, you know, it's got its geek fandom, so what do I know? It's got Lou Gossett. Doesn't he yeah. have a child in that movie? He does. He has a, he's asexual. Yeah. He has a child somehow. Or, you think he has sex with himself? Yeah. How did he practice for that role? Uh, I mean, that's a classic Quaid role. Those are questions you're not supposed to ask, I guess. You know what's great is Lewis Gossett sucks, like, really bad. It's like, he wins an Oscar, he's like, fucking, let me parlay that into Iron Eagle. 
And the Iron Eagle 2 and 3. And Ace's Iron Eagle 4? Or is that 3? Lewis got well, how, how, how do you How do you top, like, sparring with Richard Gere, you know, having a karate sparring match and, like, uh, Officer and a Gentleman? I mean, it's, like, all downhill from there, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's amazing from there. I heard he turned down the, the Zach Galligan role in Gremlins. Lou Gossett did. Really? I heard that. I heard that, yeah. It was a rumor going That's around. He was pissed off that it wasn't called that it wasn't called gossips. <laughs> don't, don't feed gossips after midnight, <laughs> or shit will happen. Or he'll do Iron Eagle Seven. <laughs> well, thank you very much for calling Fat Elvis. And I, I, I enjoyed it. Take it easy, guys. Have we, a drink on us. We enjoyed you very much. Lou Gossett. What, what, what can you say about Lou Gossett that hasn't been said by financiers? He still works, by the way. He works a lot. What do you know, Gladiator with um, James uh, Marshall? Yeah, blown off the screen by Robert Loggia, though. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis got. No, no, I mean he was blown off screen by Robert Loggia. <laughs> I thought the terminology was blowed. Yeah, the guy didn't like it. He didn't like. He's like, I got your gossips all in me now. You know my uh, favorite Dennis Quaid role is. <laughs> what is it? That's the rookie. Are you serious? Yep, that's it. You fucked Flat up. Serious. Disney's the rookie. You fucked up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's wrong with that? Actually, I, I, I don't know why people don't like Dennis Quaid. I mean, he's sometimes bland and all, but he's... I love him. I love him. I, I mean, I, I like him in a movie. He's never... I don't really like him as the lead. But he's a good, solid, like he was great and far from heaven. He's really good in traffic. He's he's, he's good in small pieces. He's a cuckold. He's a cuckold. I, I can't get behind him. He's a cuckold. He got cuckolded by Meg Ryan. Ever since then, I can't watch it. I watch his movies with a straight face. If you if you watch any of his other films, I mean, it, he's it's the same performance and everything. He's a which is fine. He's, he's good at doing that. But he's it's a the same performance. Have you, have you seen the extended GI Joe footage? I have. That is he not was, the same performance. He he was he was like remember when uh, Eric Stoltz was in Back to the Future for a little while and then he got canned. That's when Dennis Quaid got ripped off too. He was in um, Ferris Bueller and he got ruckled. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna play Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been classic. Would have been, been a different movie. Do you agree? A little bit. Yeah. I, you, like, you, like, you like Quaid because he's he's like rough and rugged. He does have a creasy face and a leathery You like, you like that in your starring men. I tend to. Yeah. But Bridges, I love Bridges. You know, Bridges is a better, is a better, much better actor. But I, I, I think, uh, you know, Quaid is the guy you go to when you want to make like a, a flight of the Phoenix. The thing about Bridges, though, is that there's this, there's this un, kind of unspoken uh, rule because he's got such a temper in Hollywood. Really? You have to know this before you're on set with him. I didn't know that. You never cross bridges. Yeah, I heard that about him. And he always has to take photographs. you got to let that bitch run with his camera. You never. Because he's going to take big-ass photographs. I love Jeff Bridges, too. Don't get me wrong. You can't even get a fake laugh? Come on. No. Sorry. All right. I, do you think you agree that Quaid's best role was as the villain in Metroid? <laughs> oh man! 
a nerd alert right there. The rookie, I'm telling you. This we got another caller. And this is from an area code I'm not familiar with, which means it's probably somebody we've talked to every time. Here's somebody from the 715. Hello, 715. Please identify yourself. Hello, 715. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Hey, we can hear you now. Okay, uh, yeah, it's Lucas from Wisconsin. Lucas, Hello, Lucas. How, are how are you? All right, this is not the same It's Lucas who's on Xbox Live, is it? Uh, yes, it is. That's, a, that's hilarious. It's a good name. This is the same Lucas who vied for Kerry Green's attention. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a little chuckle every time I see the name show up then. Okay, uh, great, Steve. What do we talk, Lucas? I, what movies are... That are co- what movies that are coming out later this year are really tickling your fancy? Like, what are you excited to see that's coming out this year? Justin, go ahead and talk about Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Nick was the big Tobin Bell fan. I'm a huge Tobin Bell fan. It's my favorite phone carrier. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the conversation that we had where you said you loved Tobin Bell, and I accused you of never seen any of his films. And you said that's why you, that's how you you're able to love him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Fucking Tobin Bell. Is he still is he still in those movies? Because they killed him off. I I think he still is. I haven't seen him any. I I think I've only seen three. But yeah. yeah they, I, they just yeah. they just signed the deal um, for the seventh one. I believe that they're going to make next year for next year. Absolutely. Yeah. There's more Tobin on the way. I guarantee it. So, Justin, uh, another great Tobin Bell joke. Uh, did you ever, guys ever play that uh, arcade game, Tobin? I, I, yes. I did a Tobin joke. I did a Tobin joke. Yeah, that's right. That, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That, I remember that joke, too. That's hilarious. It fell on deaf ears. Not even John that's Hurd. Classic. That was, that was a last week joke. So what are you looking forward to, Justin, this someone, year? Someone on the board, the Turbo Man on the board, is, was, he's like ripping us. Like He said that we're going to be excited about Scorsese's movie and Tarantino's movie. G.I. Joe. Yep. So we got to change it up. We gotta, but I don't really know what's coming out. The Where the Wild Things Are looks really good. I'm is really that, is that coming out this year? Yeah, yeah. It's coming out in November. looks fantastic. Looks yeah, it like does a, look good. I think it's going to make people peep. But Wolfman did get pushed to next year, so take yeah, it off. Well, there, there's a rare, there was a rare shot that that was going to be any good anyway, I think. Even if Wolfman was coming out this weekend, I, just, I don't know if I could generate the excitement for it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Benicio as a star. I just don't. I mean, I'm sure he's good as Shay. I haven't seen that. Before. I don't like him I as a wolf. I don't like I hate him as a wolf. Yeah, he was shit as a wolf. In the... Uh, what was that? Hustle and Flow? I don't remember. Fuck him. Did he buy the, the, part, the deleted scene? Steve, uh, what Star Wars movie is coming out you're looking forward to? Yeah, let me tell you. There is a, a actual film that is coming out that I did see the trailer of when I had to sit through uh, Boring Potter. It'd be uh, Sherlock Holmes opening Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, can't wait, to see, can't wait to see it. That looks fun. I, I love Sherlock Holmes. I've read all the books. Watched the show, obviously, with Jeremy Brett. You've not read all the books. Sure, I have. It's like 58 short stories and a bunch of novels. I had them all, so shut it. I read them all. Anyway, I'm very well versed in, in Holmesian literature. Thank you. And uh, the trailer looks like it's a, a vast departure, but I don't really care. It looks looks fun to me. I think Downey's great. Jude Law looks great as Watson. 
Looking forward to it. Christmas Day. That's boring as piss. Then there we have it. Looks like you will not be seeing that Christmas I'll Day. I'll be seeing the shit. I mean, I'm looking forward to the movie, too, but not because of Jude Law. You know what movie I'm looking forward to, um, as well, is the new Soderbergh film, and The Informant? Yeah, that was fun. The trailer was, the trailer was excellent for that, I thought. Have you seen, have you seen that, Lucas, the I trailer? Uh, yeah, I have. Have you guys seen The Girlfriend Experience yet? Any? I did see it. Do you like it? Uh, I did like it, actually. It's a very um, disjointed and strange film, but that's what he's kind of known for. And It's, it's, it's really pretty. It's I a very was pretty surprised film, yeah. at how pretty it was and how cheap it was made for. Also also a very short film. It's a very short yeah. movie. But uh, it's it's pretty good, I think. It's an interesting film. Um, and it, had, it actually, Nick's buddies wrote that movie. Yeah, the David Koppelman and Levine, is it? Yep, yeah, David Levine and Brian Koppelman. Oh. The guys that wrote... Uh, they just directed a new movie, too. Yeah, dropping some names over here. To answer yeah. Lucas's question, I mean, yeah, of course I'm looking forward to Shutter Island. I just started reading the book, actually. But I, I think Lovely Bones is the one that I'm most looking forward to. Is that out this year? Yeah, it's a Christmas. I think it's a Christmas wow. time. Are you sure? Wow. I know that, yeah, I'm pretty positive. And, and, I, and, and uh, I know they showed a clip at Comic-Con, but uh, I, I'm, I'm in the book now. I'm reading that, and... and uh, you know, my, my, my excitement is damp, dampened for some, some of the stuff coming up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Shutter Island, I have a feeling Shutter Island's going to be really good, but it's not your vintage Scorsese, so no, I can't I, actually, I, I read that book, too, Nick. I, I finished it, uh, like, a month ago. I don't care what you were wearing, Justin. Great. No, it's it. great. It's a, it's, a, it's a great book. I, just, I bet you'll be disappointed a little bit of it. Um, Why were you wearing it, Sort of. Um, and you know what else looks really fantastic is that, and I got some decent reviews out of Comic-Con, was... Um, District Nine, which is also another Jackson. That's gonna be yeah. But I'm at the point personally where at this time of year, the kind of movies that you really are left to get excited about are either little little things like you know like District Nine or the or the little joys you might find in something like GI Joe or Inglorious Bastards or some of the stuff that's kind of a little bit more superficial in terms of how, what the entertainment is. But but I think it's it's actually time to start looking for those really classy smaller movies. I mean, I'm looking forward to Zombieland and 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 and. Well, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. But I really, think, I, I think it's time to kind of get to the stuff that's really going to define the year. How much did they uh, spend on Zombieland? How big of a movie that is that? I think it's in the thirty to fifty range. I think it it's looks, close. It looks pretty sharp from the trailer. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it's a sharp trailer, and the big climax. I mean, you can't shoot an entire scene at, an, at a giant amusement park that they built from practically from scratch. They use a place down in South Georgia to, to build it, but it's. Um, it's going to be, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, explosions and stuff like that, but um, I have a feeling that that's going to be, that's, a, that's going to be a great, like, you know, October type release. But it is always, there's always stuff that pops up at Christmas that are just, you know, going to win, win the year for us. And I, I just have a feeling, I mean, Jackson, I don't know, this, it's good. I, I, see him be tolerant and restrained is going to be really nice. Yeah. Just like, just like Tarantino and Glorious Bastard, tolerant. Strained. A movie that started playing, I think, in some cities, um, uh, Chanwalk Park's uh, Thirst. Are you guys interested in that at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Boy? I don't think Steve's seen Old Boy yet. Steve hasn't seen it? No. I already know the twist. Uh, it doesn't matter about the twist. The twist is irrelevant. The movie's still great. That guy's a, he's a, he just makes beautiful films, I think. I mean, they're beautiful-looking films. I'll get around to seeing it in about 60 years. 
He's, he's going to put the same timetable as he did for Night at the Opera. My exact same. But I'm not when good at this. I'm not good at this. Like, I never really pay attention too much of what's coming out. I can't remember until, like, it's a week away. I got. I, have the, I should get a calendar just for what movies are coming out. Cause I'm that but Lucas, be, be assured, yep. he's, definitely, he's definitely up to date on whatever the next direct-to-video Jason Gedrick movie is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's up to date on this next Hasselhoff 80s miniseries. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the next caller. Um, thanks so much for calling, Lucas. Please and by the way, Justin, did you record Terror of London Bridge? No, I, I, it was on it was on the, the the small TV in the wee hours of the night. I just I just watched it. I, I told you, you've got to record this stuff whenever you let me know about these things. You have to record. You have to share the wealth. You know. Yeah. Somebody needs a job. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problems. I was going to watch Night at the Opera and John yeah, Adams. Hasselhoff, like, Hasselhoff, I told you, he, talk, he has that breakdown scene where he talks about shooting that, that kid, and he, he cries, and then he they get to this 80s song, and he's dancing at a, like a disco with his girlfriend. He, shared, he shed the precious Hasselhoff tears. But then it's, he cut, they cut to him dancing, and then he, after, and then, he, then he starts dancing, and he goes, thanks for cheering me up. Thank you. She cheered, him, think, up with, she cheered him up with disco. I think uh, his tears are really valuable in Germany. I really do. That and his sweat. It has all sweat. Do they you, get a pretty, you can get a pretty penny there, or a pretty... Uh, you can get a pretty... Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> Too soon. I apologize. <laughs> well, half a lot. caller. All right. I'm going to pull, in, pull another person off the, uh, off the string here. I'm going to go off the path here with uh, somebody calling from the 614 area code. It's a long-ass uh-huh. number. It might be an international call. Now, 614, Hello, Seattle. Would that be me? I guess so. Who's this? Uh, yeah, this is someone from Shreya. Oh, from Shreya. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, hey, all right. Hey, uh, great show, guys. Love this live thing. I'd one more of your podcast. Well, they're here for it. There's going to be no shortage, sir. What, uh, what, time is it over? what time is it over in Australia? Uh, it's 11.39 in the morning. Yeah, but you're in the future. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Happened. You should see the stuff that's going on over here. It's lunchtime. <laughs> What's, what city are you in? Uh, it's a town called Toowoomba. It's about 90,000 90, people. You wouldn't know where it is. What's the big, nearest big city? Uh, Brisbane. Okay, cool. So you're up there on the top right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> called the top right. That's a big, yeah, that's... that's Hardcore geography. Well uh, said. So yeah, no, what you've got Australia in now, Ben. Uh, just wondering, like, uh, District 9, you guys mentioned it briefly there, it's getting a lot of buzz, and uh, the director was uh, supposed to do Halo originally. Do you think Microsoft's kicking themselves that they missed out on the opportunity? I don't. I don't, I, I don't because I, I think you could put anybody at the helm of a Halo movie, and it'll make X amount of dollars, I don't, I don't envision Microsoft being passionate about the art of filmmaking. So, you know, they, they took a big leap in getting, like, one of the biggest names in Hollywood to do it, and they gave him a chance to run with it. And with him steering the ship, it couldn't come together. And I know a lot of it had to do with dollars and time and all that. But I think they're yeah. at a point where they may just release a Halo movie uh, when, you know, when they've exhausted. Because, you know, Bungie's got two more titles that are coming out, and then they're out of it. And I think Microsoft then is going to fuck it into the ground, and that might be the time that the movie comes out. Because when was the last time... I mean, it's so rare that a video game comes out actually during the game's 
success. Usually it's like the last breath of air for a franchise. And you know that if yeah, you ever yeah, it's going to have it's going to have the production values of a Starship Troopers 2. <laughs> I have no doubt. Like or a Transmorphers. Yeah, who, I, I would love that. Transmorphers yeah. is great. Too bad, I think it's too bad that, that Jackson couldn't get it going because I think then there was a shot of it being good. I don't know if it's... Yeah, see, that's our thing. Like, Microsoft, Microsoft could buy anybody to make this movie and just make it, you know, generic action uh. crap, but District 9 looks artistically interesting. It's just... Do you think it's unfortunate that Halo could have been artistically interesting? Yeah. You know what's not. You know what's going to be boring. Or at least Although, well, uh, the script, the script that they had, the one that they commissioned for the film was not good. Okay. It was not good. Um, you remember who wrote they, it? So yeah, uh, the, yeah, it was a pretty big name. It was, it was I forgot who it was. Was it Beatty? I don't remember who it was, but it not was Jeffrey uh, Bone. Oh no, it was not Jeffrey Bone. Yeah. <laughs> busy toiling <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> he wrote it from beyond. There'd be something like yeah, this. see. The Halo virus or something, they'd rename something to be, you know, like... <laughs> I don't really think we need a Halo virus. Film. That's how he became Master Chief, you know. Things don't, like need, actually, don't need a Halo film. Actually, don't need I disagree, it. Steve. Yeah. If they did a Halo film like G.I. Joe, it would... Because the story of Halo is far from, like, original or, like, transcendent. So you don't good. need it to be life-changing. It's, no, it's not that good. So, if you, I mean, if you, I think you should treat it with fun. I mean, like, the whole game, the whole 30 seconds of fun policy that's made the game what it is, apply it to the film. I think the... Uh, the Red versus Blue got it right by making it into like a bit of a comedy. I don't know how else you could do that film serious and not have people laugh at it. I mean, I don't really care about the characters. I don't really care about the storyline. It's well, the multiplayer aspect of that game is what makes me really not campaign mode. I would use Doom as an example because that movie is fantastic. We're talking about Transmorphers. Yeah, for what it's worth, I don't even like Halo the game. I just think uh, it would have been nice to see, you know, because this is the biggest franchising gaming, quote-unquote, uh, you know, and Microsoft bankrolling it, you know, it could have been the game movie that breaks the mold of Actually, game movies. But let's, let's, see, let's see how war, the Warcraft thing evolves. With if that really is going to happen with Raimi, that's yeah, could, yeah, that part. could be it. If, if that, if that <laughs> actually comes together and he commits to it, that will, that, will, that will create the watermark, just like Lord of the Rings did for fantasy. Not that people have, have been able to keep up with that quality, but I think... Um, if, if that's really going to happen, if Sam Raimi's really going to do it, and it's going to really you know, be on a timetable that's somewhat realistic, then I think you'll see the, the Me Too thing start to happen, and, and maybe Microsoft will put it in, in the hands of somebody talented. I, well, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely cinematic. I definitely hope they get that Warcraft thing up and going, because then that will absolutely prompt LucasArts, uh, sorry, Lucasfilm actually to get off their ass and finally make the Star Wars Galaxy film that everybody's been waiting for. Nobody. Yeah, I want to walk around. I want to walk around opening my own little blue milk place. Oh my god! <laughs> Nobody else does. Yeah. Uh, I bet uh, there's someone listening right now who does, and his name is probably Gray. You chime in there, Gray. Is District Nine opening in Australia earlier? Uh, you know what? I have no idea, but Up isn't even out here yet, so I doubt it. What is it out there? No, I, didn't, cause, uh, I mean, District, uh, I, I know the, uh, film? District 9 is getting released internationally earlier, is it not? Uh, August 10. That's Damn. about the same. It's about the yeah. same. I thought, I thought he said Outbreak or something at first instead of Up. Outbreak's not even Up. That's not when Kevin Spacey Outbreak isn't. I got news for you. I'm going to spoil the movie. Kevin Spacey dies in it. He gets the, the, no, the best thing about Outbreak is the opening credits. Uh, there's an explosion. Yeah, there's an explosion and Dustin Hoffman's name appears in it. 
Who else is outbreak? Who else is it? Julianne Moore was she in that? And 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 that, that actor who who jumped off the boat in Anacondas too. <laughs> the monkey. <laughs> the <strong> guy. <laughs> the monkey. God, that Simeon monkey was, something or other. That monkey was a carrier. Oh my god. He's so biting. That also is too soon. I was wondering why people kept trying to land planes on him. Outbreak. Right. Leyland Howard the third? The monkey? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just listing people from outbreak. <laughs> what about what about what if we turn around if they can't make Halo into a movie franchise, why don't they make Outbreak into a video game franchise? That'd be awesome. <laughs> You're you get to play Dust, Dusty Hoffman or something like that? Dusty. You know. Every game, every single game you have to try to save Kevin Spacey from dying. Don't know, Earth. Right, right as we're talking about this, I get, I get a note that uh, there's a tweet from Kevin Spacey. Uh, Kevin Spacey just tweet while we were fucking doing this. It's incredible. It's fucking synergy. Wait, are you following, you're following Kevin Spacey's Twitter? The hell I am. Of course I am. It's Kevin what Spacey's Twitter. What, what, is he, what does he have to say lately? Well, he's been talking about Alexis, hasn't he? Didn't yeah, he do the Alexis voiceovers? I don't know, Steve. This is one of the car company voiceovers. Fantastic. He, um... He's, he's like, there's this movie he's got called Shrink, and that's all he's doing is pimping Shrink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And being very sketchy about his orientation. That's what but, happened um, to uh, Dennis Quaid. That's how, they got, that's how he got cast in Interspace. Really? Shrink? Mm-hmm. In, Interspacey? Oh. Speaking of Spacey, real quick, he was awesome in Moon. His, his <laughs> voice, but he was so good in it. I don't know if you saw that yet. Um, Dylan. Anybody. Is, is Moon playing there? Moon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unlikely. Uh, a lot of those sort of movies don't come out of the big city, so... Did you see the moon in the, uh, that from Australia? <laughs> yeah, and I can see it before you do, because it's the future. It's true. <laughs> but all of these at Wolf Lake. Someone on the board said, or the, the, the little uh, message board said, Spacey is boring, but I, I have to disagree. I mean, he's boring now, but he was fantastic and fantastic yeah, and like, confidential. It, it's Danny Mears. From, from, yeah. this, from Sam's lot. I don't want to say his name. Great in the negotiator. <laughs> but he was really, I mean, I like, if you if you hate space, you got to watch it. LA Confidential is his, I think, best yeah. role. All right. Um, thank you so much for calling from, uh, from Australia. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thank you for talking about the future. Yeah, no worries. Take care. Yeah. Have fun with the Australian moon. Uh, I, think, I think we've got somebody that's doing a cross-country drive on the phone. Oh, Is this Evolution's biggest fan? One of the biggest fans, gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> it's Mr. Fifth Element himself. What, what state are you in, Sweeney? Uh, right now, I just passed through uh, Arizona, somewhere in Arizona. Yeah. Flagstaff, so I'm still in Arizona. Somewhere. Only a very important well, city. Say hi to Randall Flag. Randall Flag. Did you... Well, did you like, um, did you uh, stop to eat in Arizona? Uh, I did not. I ate in California. Yeah. Where's the joke, Justin? <laughs> I got nothing. This is a great Jack Kerouac little the moment here. I thought of when he said that was, so then you nined in Arizona. That's how bad I went. My mind went right. too. So, um, <laughs> so tell us about your jaunt across the earth. 
Uh, it was good. I, I started in Atlanta last Friday, and uh, I drove up to uh, the Grand Canyon. And uh, let's see, I got to the Grand Canyon. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know what they. Is, is that place still there? They let black people there. Yeah, the Grand Canyon is still there, Steve. It's a hole. I'm very happy to hear that. Very good. Uh, I didn't see any black people, so I can only in- infer that they are not fans. They must question. Trick question. They let. He let Danny Glover there. <laughs> Dude, I think I saw that film, though. Thanks, Steve. Anyways, I am the third talking. person I've ever seen that Moving film. Moving on. Public Enemy does a song about Arizona, and they don't seem terribly happy with them. So take that for what you will. Grand Canyon, the movie. Early, an, early Mary Louise Parker naked scene. That's an LCAS joint. I also had that poster. That poster. No respect. So, so you drove across to the sea. I did. And now you're driving back? Um, yeah, I'm on my way back now. And uh, you left. I, what day did you leave, Sweeney? I left on Friday. Listen. <laughs> People don't pay attention to the show, even, uh, <laughs> even Justin. So you left Friday and you're coming back already. Why don't you stay out there a little yes. bit longer? <laughs> well, the whole thing was to make the drive. Hotel, we, what, what day did you leave? Do what? Nothing. All right. That's right, nothing. So you drove out there, and then you realized that no one wanted to hang out, and you turned right back around? (laughs) (laughs) I saw, I I met some friends in Vegas, and then uh, I met some friends in L.A., and nobody else returned my phone calls or emails. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going back to Atlanta, where I can be ignored and Hey, um, you you originally you said you were going to end up driving all the way to the Atlantic just to do that. Are you still planning to do that? Um, I'm still on the fence about it. It kind of depends on how long it takes, because I'm really sick of being in the car, and I'm only on the first day. Yeah, that's so. And You know, I know you want, you got an awesome car, and you, I know you probably wanted to make the jaunt with your uh, own automobile, but did you consider renting a car? No, I didn't. I, uh, that's how I would have done it. How many yeah. times have you been pulled over? I haven't. I have not, and, and I'm, I'm jinxing myself right now. I've had the cruise control set at 86 miles an hour for the past 250 miles. How about that? 86, man. So, awesome. uh, there you go. I guess you're not Justin, though, because Justin gets pulled over all the time, especially through oh, was it Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, uh, wait, yeah. Justin got a ticket during our, our jaunt to Austin, right? Yeah. 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 And and that was my, my, uh, it only ended up being four dollars so... Something came back on Alabama for that, right? Didn't like didn't you get a ticket in Alabama and they saw the ticket in Louisiana? No, Louisiana. I actually got a ticket they tracked me down for is what you're thinking of when I was going oh, okay. ninety two or something. The now, truck you get a ticket, and if you get a ticket in Alabama, they put you on the chain gang immediately. I don't even speed that often, right. honestly. Especially not now. Alright then. I guess it's for Queenie. Yeah, he's still there driving around. Have you had? Any, have you seen anything that memorable? Like, is there anything that during your road trip that's like, like a life moment? Um. Well, everybody said the Grand Canyon would be this big emotional experience, and it was. Did you face the hole? I did. You were looking the wrong way. <laughs> well, this looks like a big parking lot. I don't get it. I, li- I like how you're jaded about the Grand Canyon. It's awesome. Did it look like the Forbidden Zone from Planet of the Apes? No. 
This place is overrated. I don't get it. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what was cool, though. Um, Route 66 is cool just at the, at the absolute, like, desolate to that place. That, like, going on Route 66 for a while is, uh, like, four out of every five is gone and abandoned, but all the, all the, like, houses and the buildings are all still there. So it's like one of those, those uh, nuclear testing towns from the 50s. It's like a ghost town. I mean, there's like two places open. Sweeney sounds, Sweeney sounds evil. He's like... Conversation, you just nuked the fridge. He's like, he's like, he sounds evil. He's like, wait, Grand Canyon wasn't shit, but I really like seeing all the out-of-business places. <laughs> you can do that here. Sweeney, do you have any interesting stories? Any interesting stories? Any interesting You know what was beautiful on my journey? All the examples of failed dreams. <laughs> the American dream... Destroyed. Well, that's pretty much New Mexico. I mean, New Mexico is just desolate and awful. So Steve would have destroyed it. Very few racial people. Uh, no, I mean, as far as interesting stories, really uh, I'm uh, driving past the mountain oh, with the Let's wait. Where you guys? Let's wait and say something. Come on. We like seven people hang up. Because of this. Uh, well, I'll let you guys go. I'll let you answer more important and more interesting. No, no, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more. <laughs> there, was a, there was a mass culling of calls. Great. <laughs> mass well, culling of calls. Did you see any films while you were on the, tr- on the treat road? I did. The, the whole, uh, one of my things for going out to L.A. was to see a flick at the Arclight, uh, which is my favorite theater in all the world. But, uh, I just couldn't make the time work. Oh, really? I did manage to eat it at Boa in Santa Monica, so that was nice. Did you have uh, the cotton candy? I did. I did have the cotton candy, but it was much smaller than uh, than last we saw. Did you so, get it to go? No. No, I got okay. it on the plate. And I'll tell you, there is nothing more sad, because I went at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was in the, in the place by myself. And uh, there was, like, one guy eating outside. I was eating inside. And uh, I must have looked like the, the lonely kid at the birthday party where nobody showed up. Because I'm sitting there, my back to, the, to one wall of Boa, facing this entire open restaurant with this mountain of cotton candy in front of me. And uh, well, you, should, <laughs> you should. You should have said Sweeney party at 12 and got the big table. <laughs> Did someone behind you go... Put down that gigantic cotton candy. He was he was sitting with his back to the wall. Do not listen to anything. <laughs> what was the worst place you ate? Like, what's the like, the cheesiest place you ate on the road? New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Taco uh, Sam. Also known as Mexico. Please say Pennigans. Please say Pennigans. The, uh, the place I ate on Route 66 was pretty awesome. What's it called? Oh. Uh, Three callers have we lost now? <laughs> um, it was called uh, like Dan's or Bonnie's or Mel's or something. Wow, that's a, that's a wide range of what it could point. be called. Uh, you're really you're really selling this joint. It has I'm not trying. Like it. I don't know. They'll be failed by the next time we go. It's called Bennett. It was called like McDougal's or Sam's. Or Bartholomew's. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. One of those. Dante's Nobody dropped. Things and found. 
Nobody well, dropped a TV on my sandwich. At least. Well, we miss you, Sweeney. We miss you. We Why are you bring that up? Hold on. Hold on. You don't have to bring that shit up. That's too soon now. Memory is that true? That's my favorite sandwich. Okay, uh, it sucks. I'm gonna use the power of technology. I'm gonna keep Sweeney on as long as he doesn't make a fool of himself. As we bring on another caller from the 956 area code. I'm trying to get in a wreck in New Mexico. Hello, Mr. 956. Who's this? Hi guys, Rennie. I'm sorry. Hi, Rennie. Who is this? Rennie. Texas. Oh, Rennie. Okay. Mr. Echo. Yes. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back. Guys are what do you have for us? What do you have for us? What do I have for you? I like Bennigan's. <laughs> He's a Bennigan Christian. Everybody likes Bennigan's except Atlanta, who banished every single one of them. And my favorite you know what Bennigan? You know what Bennigan's promotes? Drunk driving. That's what Bennigan's promotes. Okay. <laughs> and who... Who's to say they're wrong? Not you, not I. <laughs> that place, is, fan- that place is fantastic. Although, don't go to the one in Louisiana. They make a fucking sandwich with powdered sugar on it. That's it took 40 cool. years for me to get that sandwich. <laughs> and I ordered first. Bunch of assholes. Oh, are you comparing yourself to the Jews in the desert again? Just fucking fuckheads. What do you have for us, Ray? Um, since we got G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra coming up, what do you guys? What do you guys? What's your take on it so far? What do you guys think? Is it going to be a the mess that you've been saying it is, or are we actually going to uh, get something worthwhile? Current, current be on, man. It's going to be awesome. Be honest. It's going to be it's the best be, film I, that I, I see that day. I think it's going to be fun. You got you got earlier views that say it's fun, and uh, Somers has made fun. He's made fun movies before, so I I, I don't disbelieve these earlier reviews. It looks pretty and fun. Who really, the trailers. You know? Who really would get upset if it's terrible? I mean, it's G.I. Joe. Who cares? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's yeah. what I've been thinking. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed is I didn't realize how much that saturated the consciousness of, the, of this kind of generation. Because, um, I mean, obviously I was, I was a huge, huge G.I. Joe fan. Um, but when you go to, like, a Target or a Toys R Us or whatever, first of all, there's lots of stuff. Hasbro hasn't let up. They have all the old toys they've redone, and then they have the new line of toys. And the kids are fucking bonkers over it. So while we're definitely not the target audience, it seems like the movie can't miss. It seems like it's, it might be a little bit more of a success than I originally thought because of the, just the kiddies. But aren't some of the profitable to begin with? Aren't most, uh, almost all of his, though? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for them in the nice, like five them, and they're all flashy and yeah, no, they're loud. He makes good-looking movies. Uh, There's a reason they keep hiring him. I mean, he he can usually turn in. He can usually make money on his movies. Not Van Helsing, maybe, but right. But look at look at the other action films this summer. I mean, Transformers Two was a big fucking letdown. So GI Joe's kind of the other temple letdown. Sweeney, wait, wait, why was that a letdown? It's a it's a fucking something transforming into a, a fucking toaster. Why is that a letdown? It's a, it's a dopey ass concept to begin with. I know. Hey, he's ninety years old. People like I don't like you kids in your toys. People like the first one, and so then they were excited about the second one, and then they didn't like a lot of people. Well, although it's a huge movie, I mean, people are going. It's just people were expecting it to be fun, and people didn't like it. So that's my explanation for you. Well, the GI Joe, I think, can be a ton of fun. Cannot wait to see it. Yep, and green. Are you excited, Renny? Yeah, I guess I'm excited. <laughs> I've loved J.I. Joe ever since I was a kid, but 
I bought the comic adaptation and the. Well, I mean, if there's a difference between that and the actual. Oh, so you. I like the last part of that sentence. You, you bought the comic adaptation of the film that's coming out. Transwarped. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's not exactly. It's leaving a lot to be desired, so. I mean. Well, it, let's, be, let's be fair. A lot of those adaptations, though, are so quick and they're rarely uh, good. Yeah, and they usually they're from like an earlier draft. Or they yeah. just cut out a lot too. So, yeah, I'm actually, but I'm excited. I mean, I've loved Judge ever since I was a kid. So, I mean, this this is definitely aside from Star Trek and Drag Me to Hell, this is probably my most anticipated movie of the summer. Yeah. Well, we thank both of you gentlemen for calling Sweeney Drive safer than fuck. All right. Will do. Be careful. Hey, if you stop by Ben, hey, Sweeney, if you stop by Bennigan's, pick my sandwich up, please. And then step on it. Do not step on it. Hang up. Um, you know what's funny is, can you imagine, flash forward or flash back like 50 years, if somebody thought a G.I. Joe movie was coming out, they're like, holy shit, we're going to have a movie about a dude with a massive beard. And hell yeah, I'd be there first, first day. First yeah. day in line. Whatever happened, to, there, there should be a subplot in the G.I. Joe film about, like, they go down to the Pentagon and down in this vault is this giant, there's this old guy with this giant beard, the original G.I. Joe, and you find out just how all this shit began. And it's that dude, the fucking bristle beard. He could never shave that beard off. He's a Nazi fighting beard. Best kind. Very, uh, very difficult to get rid of. Not brittle at all. Justin, how are you doing? Are you, how are you holding up, sick man? Doing all right. Good. We have, we officially have no callers. I'm telling you, the film that they need to get, they need to start making uh, off of toys, and the hell with Transformers, which is a dumbass fucking concept. He right. man, I'd love to see, but I don't really care. It's Mask. That's the film they need to do. They did, Eric Stoltz. Get some, <laughs> get some Miles Mayhem going. I would love to see this film. Matt Tracker. You don't know any more names. I forgot the rest, actually. Soto is the motorcycle driver, I think. Well, they'll make it. I mean, they'll eventually make it, I imagine. Then I will. I cannot wait. Then I shall call into this, the show and talk about how much I love Mask. That's a show. That's a show worth a film franchise. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you're a grumpy old fuck. Yeah, that might be true. I love Mask. No, I'm looking forward to G.I. Joe. The more I think about it, the more excited I am. It's going to be so Next dumb. week, correct? I think, I think it's a week or two. I think it's... I think it's either way, it'd be so fucking dumb. But I like that. I like that four minutes. It was like it's good seeing it at regular speed. It's so re- it's so crazy. Like the the physics of it. I mean, watching cars zip around and drive around like unrealistically. It was kind of fun. And everybody, yeah. all people could talk about was the way Snake Eyes ran. These are probably also people who watch who, who like Seagal. So. Wait, did he look dumb or something when he ran? He looked a little awkward. Yeah. Well, people are hard to please these days. Am I wrong? It's yeah. true. They need to have their snake eyes run right, you know. Of all the things to have problems with, they're not. If they're if snake if snake eyes doesn't run right, I mean, how do you, can you expect them to to enjoy the film? You know, if he runs right, he's always going in a circle. That's in the, the comic, he ran awesome. So 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 like we'll play <laughs> Found it made. Nick, we'll make a snake eyes awesome. We'll play action. Pretend you're excited about it, and then ask me what I think of it. So let's play active. Then Steve will be the guy that hates Transformers. Steve will be the guy that hates everything. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. I just hate Transformers. Oh, my God. Have you seen that new G.I. Joe trailer, man? It's fucking awesome. 
Yeah. Hey, man, are you excited? I saw it. I mean, I mean, it looks Transformers. But I have one problem with it. Oh, I know. Some of the effects may not be finished, though, man. It might be early. No, no, not, none of that. Oh, you don't like? You don't think that Sienna Miller looks good? No, I think she looks great. Major Blood. Who's playing Evil Lynn? Hello. Snake What's the problem, been, man? Snake What's your damage? Run. Snake eyes didn't run right. <laughs> I can't even say it. Snake eyes didn't run right. <laughs> I cannot believe that there's a Transformers movie. Why? Snake eyes didn't have the yeah. runs right. But may, but maybe, man, like right before that scene, he gets hit by a bus. And his hips out of whack like fucking church from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> gets hit like the Maybe guy. Maybe they buried Snake Eyes at the Micmac burial ground <laughs> right before that. <laughs> he gets hit like the guy in Dreamcatcher. Remember that wreck? <laughs> Can I tell you that I, I I I enjoy that movie a lot. It's so bad, but I love it. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm pretty much the only one, but um, can I mention the uh, the infamous set visit? That's, no, that, if anything, that would have made me not like the movie. Dreamcast, but, uh, it's, it's so horrible, but it is. I think I believe I saw it with you. It's one of those movies too where you the kids are so bad in it, like they couldn't cast kids that could act. You know, and that's the one thing. Yeah, I mean, like if they had gotten good kids, like 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 Stand by Me, like it, all those all those movies, like regardless of how the final products are, they vary. Stephen King writes great kid stories. Like, there's a lot yeah, of great, does. like, flashback stuff. And nothing Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is like a rehash, completely a rehash of older ideas because kind I of vomited into one. But, yeah, those kids were nuts. Yeah, but they had that, and he, he wrote it after he got in that, 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 that van hit him. It was kind of right. his response to that. So, it's a very strange <laughs> film, but it does have that car wreck at the beginning when the, when the guy, I can't remember his name, he's actually a pretty good actor that's in it. Uh, oh, Damien, Damien. Miller, Lewis, Damon. Damon Lewis, yeah, he, and he's great. He, he I don't think it's Damon Miller. Brit, alien British accent in it that's just so out of left field. It's, that's awesome. That movie is so, so incredible. You know, it's funny. Stephen King almost got assassinated like a few months after that, like completely by mistake. A CIA operative saw him running and like, oh shit, Snake Eyes is out here in Maine. We need to kill him. <laughs> oh my God, it's you, Stephen King. I'm sorry. I did not notice your enormous new beard. And, and, and Ray Park, who played Snake Eyes, was at Comic-Con, so I wonder if somebody asked him about his running. Of course he was no, at Comic-Con. Where else would he be? I know we're going to get an origin story for Snake Eyes and yeah. Shadow Storm. Is that his Shadow Storm? Is that what they call him? Storm Shadow? Storm but Shadow. Are we going to get an origin story for that run? Do you, think, do you think Ray Park had to kick a lot of people's ass because they kept asking him to autograph their Ghostbusters album? Like, that's not me, man. Wait a minute, that wasn't him? I'm the guy that kicks things. I got his autograph that year, and he was a uh, toad. That'd be so good. Of course you did, Steve. Darth did you get his autograph, Steve? No, I think I did, however, steal uh, Jeremy Bullock's autograph one year. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. He also stole Jim J. Bullock's seed. <laughs> I, did. I stole Jeremy That is my claim to fame. I stole Jeremy Bullock's autograph. You guys played the original Boba Fett. If you're I did. Playing the same, Steve. Can you not no, I was in line. Right, I was in line. I got his autograph, and then I got to the end where it was. I could hear people paying, and, and she's like, "That's fifteen dollars." Fuck that! 
I took my autograph and got out of line and went over to see Danzig. Steve, Steve risked a criminal record <laughs> Jeremy Bullet. by lifting Boba Fett's <laughs> signature. And I have no clue where it is now. A signature that has not appeared on many checks going out to creditors <laughs> in a long time. Those checks, however, come back to Mr. Bullock. Do you, do you know that... Uh, I have no clue where that autograph is, by the, by the way. So I risked my life to steal that thing, and now I've lost it. It's tragic. Sorry about that. Well, it's, it happens to the best of us. I have, I have, I don't have Snake Eyes' origin story. I don't know it, but I know Ray Park's origin story. Would you guys like to hear it? Yes. In high school, he, uh, you know, he, yeah, like all of us, were learning to drive, and he couldn't parallel park. And so all the kids in high school made fun of him for that because his last name, you know. Kind of. So he was so upset and so sad about it that he turned himself into a kick-ass machine, and thus. You have the current and future Ray Park. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, on one of my set visits, you know, name drop another winner, I believe I got to hang with Ray Park on the set of X versus Sever. How did that turn out? I think he was on that. I think he was in that movie. It's what a great film. And, and let me tell you something. Ray Park is a sweet man. He's a very nice man. I'm sure he's nice because he, he, how could he have an ego? He's the least run. famous out of anybody that's in popular, like popular films right now that gets to be in popular films. He is the least famous. He's like he's like uh, he's gone he's going to acting classes. He's really perfected his use of his of his of his craft. Of is there? His, of let his, me just ask you: Is there anyone his, less famous than him that gets to be in major motion pictures? There's no one. Maybe not. But uh, he he's 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 honed his instrument. He's gone to vocal lessons. Finally gets his big break. Oh, I want to go for this year. Like we need you to play the mutant ninja. Like Ray Park's like not again. Like at he's least nice. he's, he's younger than all. He's gonna make me run. I think like, he's, oh, I think he's Steve's age. Ninety. Steve, what year were you he's, born? I was born in nineteen. Uh, wait a minute. What, what's this year? Wow. Oh nine. Right? I was born in nineteen seventy-seven. You're, he's a little bit older than you. Really? I didn't know they made curmudgeons in 77. Oh, yeah. I actually became a curmudgeon after Return of the Jedi. 1983. I don't know how we have... I'm sure we've lost most of the audience by now, but do you think we've lost all of them? We have no callers. What are you talking about? Why would people call in? All right, here's have, the thing. I'm asking why did I even call in. We have 19 minutes before the end of this uh, installment, which is uh, going to go down in infamy as one of the best. <laughs> yeah. Um we, we need a couple more people to call in and, and, and carry us through. We need, we need, need to find out what happened to... Uh, didn't one of our callers have a, an, an Ilsa? That uh, was Ren. That was Ren. Oh, wait, we didn't ask him then. Why? Why, why, why do you why want to ask call him Ilsa? Well, he was going to have a marathon, wasn't he? Yeah, he did. I, he, had a good, he's, he watched them. I've seen him since. He had a good time. So we need to talk about relating oh, to Oh, there we have it. I love to stay current. Night of the Opera. Well, actually, yeah, I haven't seen Day of the Races either. So I think that's taping next. And, and then uh, banana or animal fucking horse feathers, feathers, whatever. Animal feathers. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. One of the guys asked what movie he's looking forward to. And uh, Justin, did you even say? Yeah, I, I, I said. I think I said more than anybody. What did you talk about? That's how did, memorable it was. Did, <laughs> let's rehash that conversation. 
<laughs> District 9 and the informant. That's right, the informant. Oof. I'm, I'm really excited for Watchmen when that hits. <laughs> Never gets old. I can't wait to see that. People are buzzing about that film. You joke, but it's going to be fantastic. Have you seen the... You, you did. You watched... You love it. You love the director's cut. You're, it's like it's top ten for you for sure. This year? Yeah. It's, it's top five at least. Maybe top... It's 100%, 100% top five for you, correct? So far. What a nerd. <laughs> what a nerd I'll choice. Take, I'll take that. It's a great movie. I love oh, it. Oh, you guys, man. You guys see Watchmen. It's the best of the year. So good. How about that movie, The Collector, that comes out this week? Are you going to see that? Yes. <laughs> from the uh, from the key grip of Saw, I think that's how the, the trailer starts. From the, the guy who saw Saw. The writer of Feast. One of the writers of Feast is directing it. It hasn't come out yet, and it's already doubled Feast's box, box office. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it won't be good. I guess. I, well, I heard a couple things that it's. That it's like people kind of like it. It's got that buzz. But you never know with a film like that. It looks, it looks like it could be. Are you excited about bad. that movie Nine? I don't know much about that film. I think it looks pretty sharp, but I'm not that excited about it. I They're did. making a bit. To me, it's Delgo. Just another Delgo. So you're excited about it? Absolutely. Have we have a year. caller here. I'm bringing this caller into the four from the 904 area code. Howdy. Yeah. Who's this? Um, have you ever seen this movie, Ronan? It's pretty good. <laughs> Who is oh, we have, an, we have an asshole calling. <laughs> oh, that matches the other three assholes in the phone. He's just, I love just, this movie, Ronan. It's really show. awesome. You don't talk about it enough on the show. Who is this? I can't, I can't say. Our show is uh, Our show is Yeah. Nick. Okay, well, his number is 904-591-6913. So if you want to find out who he is, call him. Our Fucking spoiler. I, know, I forgot. I sat here so I forgot what I was going to say. So. But, but, All right, I'm a boner. boner. What's the last movie you saw in the theater, boner boy? The last movie I saw in the theater was... Um, shit, Away We Go, maybe? How was it? It was all right. It was kind of long. cannot say, can you? It's actually, hey, that movie's actually known. That, that movie's actually known as Up in the States. Okay. I, no. I didn't see all of Up. I, I missed like 35 minutes of it because I, I dozed off. I tend to doze off during children's films. Yeah. Something about animation I can't connect with what's on screen and it. I well, at least I'm not the to pass out after I masturbate, which is usually in children's films. <laughs> yep. That's the animated kind, right? Oh, has a different yeah, meaning for you. How, how was Away We Go? That movie is getting a lot of good reviews. Um, it had its moments. It was kind of funny, but uh, the soundtrack was like emo rock, so it was kind of like, uh, like uh, it had that level of annoyingness that. that like Garden State has, where you're yeah, like, yeah. just the needle drops are kind of like, really? Come on. Like, I was uh, enjoying myself. But Justin, you would have liked that. You like the emo stuff, don't you, Justin? 
Yeah, I tend to like I tend to like indie rock, and that's probably what they filled that music, movie with. But I don't necessarily like it wall to wall. You know, like I don't need to hear Postal Service all the time and that's whatever not they. Based on it. Is that that's not based on an Eggers book, is it? It's just him it's writing it. It's just yeah, his, it's the original screenplay by him and his wife, um, also named Dave Eggers. No, the, the performances were good enough that I didn't need music to tell me how to feel, like every five or ten seconds. Yeah, it's a, like Mendes, a new song. Mendes film, so. I didn't know yep. Mendes could make a film that I wouldn't hate. Well, he was a good ghostwriter. He's a Ever Mendes film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember Ghost Rider. I lost some friends because of Ghost Rider. What? I, I thought it was terrible. That's a worthy and they loss. thought it wasn't. And they said I was an asshole, and I said, fuck you, Jack. And so you only had one friend that, named Jack. Now, what, what is, what's, your, what's the movie you like? You seem to hate every film, but what, what's the movie you like that you can recommend? A film that I recommend. Yeah. I recommend Ronan. Yeah, yeah. What, but we, yeah. Good. What else? Red Belt. Did I call in again? Red Belt is excellent. Nice, nice choice. What I don't about, really, but um, I don't really remember the last film other than Away We Go that I've seen. I know I've seen more, ready. more recently than that. What about Watchmen? I saw Watchmen a couple of times. It was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't care for the the costumes. Did you see an advanced screening? Oh, did you see it a couple of times for then? I saw forty times, but I hated it. No, he didn't, he didn't, I didn't like hate Watchmen. I just, I don't know. There was something about, there was like an artificialness to it that uh, the, the comic book certainly didn't have. As weird as the costumes and garish as some of the stuff was, there was a reality to the, the comic book that wasn't there in, in the film. Fair enough. I didn't like the costumes and the dreamers. I, li- I liked... Um, I liked Eva Green's costumes in The Dreamers, but I didn't really like uh, Michael Pitt's uh, costume. No, he's, costume he's annoying. I did like, yeah, Eva Green in that movie is nice. There was like a, there was like a, the one scene where they, they swapped his cock out, like, really slowly. That wasn't something I needed to see. Did you, did you get multiple times? Looks like I'm going to be passing out again soon. <laughs> that was not a I have seen Dreamers multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we've got yeah, our, our nice city. I like the Thank sequel. I like the sequel they made, the Dreamers Catchers. And here we are. Uh, is this Ren on the phone? This is Ren. Let me set this up for you. This is like Connery from Highlander Two. All you have to do is mention his name, and he appears. <laughs> that is, well, you guys, you talking about a more relaxed tone for the show? I'm in Panama City. At a resort, and I'm I'm still on the phone listening to you, fucker. Hey, so. Ren, what's it like being in 1986? <laughs> no, no, don't mention 86 because Justin's gonna get excited about his Hasselhoff film. Panama City, boys. <laughs> you play some putt putt. I, I don't know. Red. Are you yeah. there? With the, are you there with the family? I am there with the family. I've actually been getting dirty looks from Ivy for being on the phone for so long. I love I love that you're so close to your family. It's all, I think it's awesome. You're always with your family. Yeah, yeah it seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think yeah, it's cool. we're having a good time. It's a nice place. Yeah. What, what what color is your tank top airbrushed? <laughs> I actually got the rebel flag um, all over. Right, so. I forget that Ren, Ren is a pretty young man. 
He's a very, he's like he a twenty-one year old. Am I wrong? I am indeed. So he is. He is just his his parents are just about to lose the grasp of Ren before he fades off into the distant for his adult life. You know. But not before he takes off his Warnay shade. <laughs> not before one last trip to Panama City. Exactly. Man. I can't this say is, I'm this sick. is last hurrah. Um, what what have you been doing in the in the PC? Uh, we just got here today, this morning. So all we've really done. Uh, first stop was obviously, of course, the Walmart. Uh, that's literally about 20 feet from the resort. And uh, then it was dinner, and now we're just kind of hanging out by the pool. Nice. What did you have for dinner? Uh, what is it? Uh, the people, the place with all the T-shirts, though, uh, Pineapple Willies. What is going on? Yes, the night. How is the uh, night air dealing with your members-only jacket? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to give it a treatment later, but I think it'll, uh, it'll. And that was provide. a cool jacket. Fuck, that was a great jacket. I'd say you make it funny, but I'd like to be in Panama City right now. I'm not making fun of Ren. I'm That's making fun of joint. the past. Is it still a filthy place? Like. No, no it has exploded. Like, they have, it's almost like there's no recession because they've built, I don't know how many condominiums, so this place has kind of blown up a little bit. A lot nicer well, than Reagan, Of course, of course, Reagan's president. <laughs> it exploded. Reaganomic like, too worked on there. It exploded you like You keep referring to a past in, that I had no part in. <laughs> That's what's so dynamic. Born in 92. <laughs> No, 88. No, so, thank you very much. I was no Panama. Panama City's great, but it, it it was a place. You know, it's it's like when you, like when I was young, you'd hear about people going to the Poconos or going to Tahiti, and then and then those places got run into the ground. So like Panama City to me is always a place of yesteryear, but it sounds like they've kind of kicked it back into. I always hear about you know in my heyday, I always hear about people going to the Roanoke Colony. Well, now that hello. The old PC has been mentioned on the uh, podcast. There's no way that it's not found on the map. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, um, the it's 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 a shithole, <laughs> and it takes you like 40 years to get down there. Did you guys drive? Oh, that? It's like yeah, it took about five hours to drive. Oh, what's that? Maybe I was I was asleep for some of it, but I think it was six hours. Isn't it the worst stretch? Like once, but like once you leave Georgia and you have to go through that little stretch of Alabama, and then it's excruciating. The drive from like once you leave the Georgia border, you go through like Phoenix to Arizona, which is like the worst town in the history. And then the the stretch from once you cross the Florida border to Panama City, it's only like an hour, but it feels like forever. It's the most dreary part. You speak the truth. It's a nightmare. But no, Panama City is fun. And, and I, I tell me you're going to do something aquatic. Uh, I've heard tell of a water park or something tomorrow. Either that or an extreme amount of beach time. That's awesome. You, you, should, go the, uh, you should go to the, check out the new Jaws 3 ride. Maybe I should. I'm sure they've got one floating around here. I wish I was in there. What, um, what hotel are you at? Not that I'm going to share. You know, I don't, I'm not going to come sneak up on you, but is it like a resort or is it like a... Yeah, it's like, like a, a resort type thing. It's 21 floors. There's like, I don't know, some... Insane amount of rooms. I forget what it's called. Something, something wharf. I didn't really pay attention. Star Trek Next Generation's wharf. Hell yeah, I'll be there for that one. There's ridges everywhere. Very well said. Uh, Maybe Alexander somewhere. So so when are you coming back to this lovely town? Uh, I think Saturday. 
Excellent. Dan, yeah, long time, boy. That's nice. Hey, am I correct? In, am I correct that uh, you had the Ilsa marathon? I didn't. I did indeed. How did it go? And then I, we had a chaser of uh, women in cages, which was why wouldn't uh, you? I, I don't know. After Ilsa, it was pretty lackluster, though. But which one was Linda Blair? Was that Caged Heat? Or was that Brigitte that Nielsen? Sounds right, but I'm not sure. Hey, Brigitte Nielsen might have been in Caged Heat. It was she was in Caged Exorcist. <laughs> uh, she was in uh, was it Repossessed? Leslie Nielsen. Wow. No one remembers that film? Of course, everybody remembers the film. It's not what we're talking about. We should talk about Repossessed. Linda Blair and Leslie Nielsen. Oh, they're in the damn theater. What the hell is wrong with you? Which is the movie where James Woods? I need an old pri- or wait, I need a young priest and an old priest. What movie is that? It was Austin Powers, wasn't it? Yeah, that's. Is it? I think so. No, which is the movie where like the two priests come in at the beginning and one of them I think is James Woods? Am I am I hallucinating this? Probably. Are you thinking of Extra? Maybe it is recent then. I have no idea. Um, I'm about to find out. Here, I love how current we are. Let me t- before we go, guys. There's a review on uh, the iTunes on iTunes of our show. Already. Let me read it to you. Not this is this is submitted July. Scary movie two. Um, the top. The, it's rambling, incoherent, and pretentious. One star. Pretentious. <laughs> I, I think we hear many things. Pretentious is not one of them. Well, rambling is accurate. And incoherent is accurate. Incoherent is accurate. Pretentious is not. No. I was I was expecting at least a star and a half from the from that description. And then all right, well, the subtitle. I didn't mean to write that, by the way. If, you, if you're looking for intelligent <laughs> film discussion, look elsewhere. I think that's correct as well. I think the only thing he is off of his mark here is pretentious. All right. The rest of the show, I want us to be as pretentious as we possibly can. Ren, feel free to partake until your girlfriend kicks you off the phone. Well, we talk about the elusiveness, the elusiveness of film and the way it transforms the spirit into Transform. the ethereal realm of being. He's always talking and about Transformers. It's, it's the colors that the film eludes into you. Yeah. It makes you There's feel no more uh, topographical than you should be. Too. It can't. It cannot do that. And talk about how Transformers 2 is literally destroying the fabric of cinema, ripping up the cinematic space-time, Indeed. if you will. Bravo! I saw Sharon Stone's pussy in Basic Instinct. I think that I think the reason that Watchmen failed is it had a little bit too much too much soul, too much depth. When it comes you out, you know, I was I was really really enjoying and I was really with The Hangover until there was a dick, and then I, then that was just I couldn't. That's not the sort of thing that we should be seeing in our movies today. It's true, but sometimes the, the cartography of film gets lost in the translation. And it sometimes happens to exude the elusiveness of happenings. Extra was hiding on the side of the street when the car came by, and they freaked those fuckers out, and they flew out of the car, and then he raped the woman. <laughs> Extra? Mm-hmm. He was, like, sitting on the side of the road, and his legs were bent backwards, and it freaked him out in the headlights, and they pulled over, thinking, thinking that, shit, either that's an alien that's about to rape the daylights out of us, or it's uh, an animal that needs our help. And I think that's the very moment that we earned our one star. And they were right on both counts. <laughs> we really, we really got to thank people for hanging in tonight, I think. 
But extra, he was all about the uh, the pretension thing. He took it and ran with it. Extra was excellent, though. That's a, yeah. that's a good. I love Andy. I was left alone. You, did you notice that, though? I was the one who was left on their own. I was abandoned away. emotionally and spiritually. Little extra was on the side of the road with his legs bent backwards. And he took a lot actors facing the wrong way. Well, Ren, I hope, oh, golly, he made up for lost time with his. Ren, I hope you have a great time in Panama. I will. Let's wrap it up. You get a hat while you're there. Beware of extra. Make sure you get yourself a nice, fine hat. Can you imagine going to the beach at Panama City, and you look off in the in the in the distance, and the beach is empty, completely empty, a few umbrellas, and extra is tanning himself (laughs) up up the beach a ways. And you look, and it's like, man, that's a guy bent in the wrong position. But no, it's just extra tanning. That, that is a pretentious statement. And then he, and then he rapes you right there in the beach. Rapes the shit out of you. Good day, <laughs> gentlemen. I would like to request your time, if but for a.